0: Good evening, good evening, welcome back. I don't know you guys are like, welcome back. (laughs) We've been here, where you been? So, let's start off by saying happy Father's Day. Today is Father's Day and to all of those men, daddies, dads, fathers, poppies, papa, pawpaw, pops. Whatever name you call your father, you know, all the many names. Happy Father's Day to you all who each and every day step up and be a father to your children and other folks' children. Thank you to those fathers who are coaches and mentors and you know those individuals that take time to 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 lead their children and to you know, be a good impression or a good um, role model, as I would say, to those who are looking up to them. Thank you for all that you continue to do. Um, And so I have to start off by just saying at least happy Father's Day. And I will tell you, you know, Father's Day, I'm gonna be honest, Father's Day don't get as much play and love as Mother's Day sorry, man, I don't know what to tell you, but you know, Mother's Day, uh, you folks go all out and, um, you know, you hear a lot of advertisement and a lot of stuff about Mother's Day and things like that. And you do for Father's Day, but just not as much as you get for Mother's Day. And so that's thank you for shielding and, and, and doing what you do. And because, uh, let me be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm a woman, I'm a mother and I birthed them children. So <laughs> give me a little extra for the pain that I endured, um, when pushing and allowing these kids to come out of me or what have you. So, so I would be remiss if I didn't, you know, just take a step back. Um, I have not, recorded a podcast I think since March 22nd so April May June so it's been three months I took a a little bit of a 90-day hiatus for a minute and I'm gonna be honest with you you know I I I needed this time to kind of reflect on some things I needed this time for this COVID situation and when you're not about to have a conversation about COVID-19 um we are already what three months in or what have you Um, and it's been out for a while it's just three months in since we had been on um, a lockdown and mask on and and so it's just been a lot and so during this time I decided to take a little bit of a step back to kind of work on me and think about some of the things that um i am growing through and i think you all have heard me say this before and what am i growing through and so these past few months have been um a little difficult and some of my future podcasts will you know go a little deeper now be vulnerable to share a little bit more about you know what has been brewing in my head these past few months but I'm not sure about why today I decided and I've been contemplating doing podcasts for the past couple of weeks and why today was the day I said, hey, this is the day I'm going to put it out. And I think it's because Father's Day can sometimes be a trigger for me. And it's interesting because I, I just spoke to my girlfriend prior to doing this podcast and, you know, she shares some things that she's going through and as it relates to Father's Day for her and, you know, um, recently had a conversation with a number of people and I'm going to be honest, um, you know, Father's Day is, is different for me. for many reasons and so I I dedicate this podcast to you know myself as part of my healing being um a young woman I'm still claiming my young yes I'm 45 but yes a young woman or a middle-aged woman that still have daddy issues so yeah and um so I just want to share my story. So this, you know, this podcast is 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 based on, you know, father and fatherhood and the things I missed and the things I wanted to have. So I'm purging today and I'm um, do my best not to get so emotional. I will be honest with you that these past few months and what's, you know, shifting in the universe has caused me to be very much so in my feelings. Yeah and um, been very emotional so call me or cry baby if you will because i'm gonna say yep you're right so i am sitting here and sipping on a little bit of cabernet having this conversation with you all and um just in deep thought um and so you know i was thinking I had an opportunity to to chat with my dad yesterday and just to see how he was doing. And and I'm gonna be in full, full disclosure about my feelings and my thoughts or what have you. And I hope what I'm sharing, you don't judge me. But if you do, that's your prerogative and I get it. Um, But unless you have been where I've been or experienced similar, you know, some of you may identify and some of you may not identify. And so, you know, I grew up in a single parent home. My mom, you know, raised my sister and I all by herself. And, you know, all my life, I have always, um, I I knew my dad, um, you know, uh, he was there when I was much younger. Uh, I think that some things um, that he and my mom went through you know when they got together right so so let's step back a little bit and so when my dad and my mom got together in the 70s he met my mom through my grandfather and my grandfather loved my dad you know why because that was his drinking buddy so back in the day my daddy was a I would say you know heavy into drinking and smoking cigarettes and things like that and you know, had this good job. And so, you know, what most men did back then in those days when they got off of work, had a hard day's work, probably listened to, you know, being degraded and not being respected, you know, during those times and, you know, went to the bar and had a couple of drinks and shot the breeze, and that's probably what they did, and then, you know, because my grandfather took a liking to my dad, he introduced my dad to my mom, because my mom would go up to the bar, she would have to pick him up, because he had one too many, can't drive home, and so she had to, um, you know, take him home, but my grandfather, God bless his soul, I wish I would have met him, but my grandfather wasn't, uh he wasn't the best gentleman i would say he wasn't a good dad to my mom you know my mom you know basically when he broke up with my grandmother you know he was an alcoholic he had a good job working in a um, steel mill or what have you had a good job or the railroad one of the two i get the stories mixed up but he would come get paid on a friday my mother would catch him at the bar She would take his money from him, pay all his bills or whatever, give him a little bit to drink with. But he was very um, hard on my mom, very disrespectful. You know, he would call her out her name or whatever, but she ignored it. You know, she was like, this is my dad and he's an alcoholic. He's a drunk. So she took it. But I will tell you, my mother experienced so much of seeing her mother be in Um, tumultuous, um, horrible relationships, abusive, physically, mentally, emotional, abusive men. And that's what my mother saw. And that's what she experienced. And that's when she, uh, she endured. And of course, you know, she didn't have a good representation of what a man should be like or, or um, to a woman and how caring and loving and that she was worthy. I think my mother didn't know her worth you know, at that particular time. And so, you know, at that time she was single, wasn't with anyone. And what happens? My grandfather introduced my father to my mother. And then they, you know, my hand, my, da- my dad was a handsome guy. He had a couple of dollars in his pocket. He was playboy. You know, he already had at that time when she met him, two other children. Um, he was not married at the time, just a playboy from West Virginia. And they connected and she hooked up with him and they hooked up and up pops a baby Toya, right? So, you know, at one point in their relationship, they had talked about, you know, marriage or whatever is the case, but that didn't quite happen. And because my father at that time, due to, you know, alcohol abuse and things like that, he was an abusive man. And, um... You know, during that time, my grandfather was killed and my mother was six months pregnant with me. And I always wanted to know why did I always have a sense of sadness in me and nothing would be wrong, right? And I, one day I was just thinking about my life and thinking about some of the things my mother shared with me over the years. And it dawned on me, my mother, when I was in the womb, was sad, depressed, lonely, You know, you in this relationship with this abusive man. Um, I don't think he was faithful. He was physically and emotionally abusive. Then you're getting physically and emotionally abused abused by your own father. Then your father gets killed and you have to bury your dad and you're six months pregnant. So think about all the anger and sadness that my mother went through as she's bearing a child. Right. And so uh, so much we have to pay attention to when our child is in the womb and the energies and and things that you're feeling. And I was very intentional when I was pregnant with both of my children, thanks to my godmother, that I was not going to allow anything to Uh, manifest with my kids while they was in the womb with me. So I made sure that I wasn't sad and depressed and crying all the time. I did my yoga. I worked out. I went to my Reiki massage appointments. I listened to Susan music. You know, I love me some ratchet rap music or whatever, but I even um, tamed that down a little bit while I was pregnant. But my mom, because of where she was at the time, she attracted this man. She attracted someone who was just like her father and probably wasn't on purpose you know and all my life I always heard my mother's side of the story of why they weren't together and things like that so many years you know gopi my father this that same year um, hit the lottery bought a home he ended up um, dating someone else end up getting saved and and committed to the church, to the church he's still a faithful member of for 45 plus years. And he decided to get his life together, get right with God. And he um, got saved. He really went cold turkey. He stopped drinking. He stopped smoking. He stopped using foul language. He married his wife. He became faithful. And he was honestly really trying to cling to what is said in the Bible, and that is to cleave towards, you know, be united with your wife uh, and be that family unit, right? And he um, married, and he did just that, End up having another child, my youngest sister, and he took care of them. He took good care of them from what I witnessed and observed in that time. And so during that time, he was off in and out of my life and he would come by and see my sister and I. He would drop off money here and there. He would sneak and see me. Because unfortunately, his wife at the time was not very fond of her husband having a relationship with his children's mothers. And it was very difficult. Um, and I can just speak from my experience. I do know that my siblings, my older siblings experiences were not as great and he was not active in their lives and he was not present in mine. And, you know, I will always love to see my dad. I knew the kind of car, the truck he drove. I knew his favorite gum he liked. And I can smell his scent. And I used to be so excited when he used to call my mom and say, hey, I'm coming by, I'm going to go grab them, grab the kids, and take them and get some ice cream or do something and spend some time. And that will be sporadic. But I do remember sometimes um, I do not recall as a young child spending Father's Day with my kids. And I'm going to be honest with you, you know, most dads for Father's Day, or, I can at least speak for my husband. You know, he likes being with his children. And, you know, unlike myself, when it's Mother's Day, it's, it's about me, right? Um, for, for the number of years, Brandon always, for Mother's Day, will feed me breakfast, lunch, and dinner, what it is that you want to do. And for the most part, I did what I wanted to do, rather go get a massage or, you know, do whatever it is. But after the passing of my mother, honestly, Mother's Day, uh, is, it's not good for me. And so, so now almost four years or now four years now, I spend Mother's Day alone. And that's my choice because prior to, I would spend Mother's Day with my mother and we would go to church and go eat or spend a little bit of time together. And since she's been gone, I choose to spend some alone time. And I usually just stay in my room and read my book or watch some things that I want to watch. And uh, I think last year was the first time I've, I've done something since her passing. And I was asked to speak at a women's event. But, you know, I do not recall ever spending Father's Day, you know, with my father, you know, unlike how my my husband does with his children, with our kids. And so when I say Father's Day is, is something for me is because I just have no, and I'm being real honest and raw is that I have no connection with Father's Day as it relates to me and my father. And that's sad. I mean, honestly. He and I are definitely on good terms. He trusts me. We have we do have a relationship today. But when I think about Father's Day, unfortunately, I do I call him? Yes, called him early this morning and wished him happy Father's Day. But my one thought is not to, you know, run out and give gifts, which he doesn't ask for anything or even want those type of things. But all my life I've been conditioned not to do anything on Father's Day because I, you know, I haven't had the, uh, you know, I haven't had the chance to. And so for a number of years on Father's Day, when my mother was alive and when I was much younger... I would um, purchase my mother something for Father's Day. And she never said, no, honey, don't do this or whatever. It, as I got older, I realized that, you know, my mother did the best she could in raising my sister and I. But acknowledging her on Father's Day, I feel at this point in my life was not appropriate. Because even though my mother did her very best taking care of both of us, She's not a man. She's not a dad. She's a mother. And so she did the best she could being mothering and nurturing to us. And yes, my mother, she was one of those women. She can dominate between her her feminine and her masculine energy all day. And I think she dominated mostly in her masculine energy because I do too because of her survival mode. She had to survive and she had to do those things um, and even make tough decisions to be able to take care of the family. And so for the longest, I used to be very angry on Father's Day because I'm just like, wow, my mother has done any and everything for my sister and I. And, you know, fuck these men, fuck dads, you know, because I did not have, honestly, the representation that I wanted to have or that I had envisioned and dreamed of having in my life. And so for the longest, I would acknowledge my mom for, their, um, for Father's Day. And to this day, I will say that that's not good. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't continue that because there's nothing that she can do to help me to understand what it is to be a black man, to be a man, um, to feel how he would feel or any man for that matter. And so I will tell you. Um, For a number of years, I struggled and struggled. And then about five years ago, my father was diagnosed with um, stomach cancer. And, you know, God has a strange way of bringing things and people together or blessing a mess, I would say. You guys probably heard me say this, but God will bless a mess. And I honestly thought I had forgiven my father for everything, and then I, I recall a few years, maybe almost ten years or more ago, Mary J. Blige had made this album, and on this album, she had a song called "A Father and You." And I'm riding down the street. I'm good, right? Like I love Mary J. She got this new album. I'm pumping it up. I'm wanting to hear all the songs to see which one is is resonating with me. Excuse me. And so this song came on and said "A Father and You," and she just talking about this man and all this other stuff and being a representation of a father and i am bawling i'm driving now right y'all i'm driving and tears just flowing and flowing i had to pull over because i couldn't stop crying and then i checked myself i was like girl you good didn't you deal with this and just because something doesn't bother you for a while that doesn't mean you dealt with that doesn't mean you totally heal from it. And how you know you totally heal from something is when you no longer give it energy. When it no longer, when it comes up, you, you don't get charged by it. And I was charged by this. And this was before I started doing the inner work. So fast forward um, five years ago, my father got diagnosed of stomach cancer and... Um, I will also say at that point in my life, I was 40 years old and I had not heard my father tell me he loved me. Did I innately knew, know that he loved me? Yeah, I did. But I had never heard the words, I love you come out of my father's mouth. So my sister had called me and said, Hey, did you talk to dad today? I said, no, she was like, she was, she was upset. I'm like, what's wrong with you? She was like, um, I was talking to dad and he told me he loved me and she's crying and so I started giggling I said oh shoot this dude about to die because she had never in her life heard her father say it and I hadn't either and so she said I said well I'm going to call him anyway because I'm going to head over there a little while I'm on my way to a meeting and I said well what did you say she was like I didn't say anything I just hung up and I get it I get it so I called him right after her and I'm like, hey, dad, I'm running to a meeting. Da da I'm going to stop by there when I get leave from this meeting. And he said, OK, I love you. And I said, excuse me? He said, I love you. I said, are you all right? What's wrong with you? I've never heard you say I love you. He was like, I know. And I can't tell you why I was fearful. But I love you. And he said, one day I want you to come over here. I want to share with you my story, my side of the story, because it's always the your mother's side, my side and the right side. And I'm on the right side. So we giggled about that. And I said, dad, you know, that story, you know, I don't care about the story. It's good. We good. No, no, no. I want to tell you, which I'm so glad I had an opportunity to hear his side of the story. But to me, it didn't matter about the story. You know, I know what I felt. I know what I experienced. But he said to me, he said, you know, I've always loved you. And here I am experiencing what else my words, but I use the words experiencing cancer, but he said, here I am, I have cancer and I was not there for you all your life. And you up here taking care of me. And so then I start crying. And so he said, I love you. And I said, all right, dad, I love you too. And that even felt strange for me because I knew I love my daddy because he's my father. He helped, you know, give birth to me, right? But I'm going to be honest with you guys, the attachment of love was not there for me. And it's sad for me to say, and I'm doing my best not to get emotional. So during that same year, I was doing some inner work stuff and doing this inner work journey. And I was reading this book called The Warrior Goddess. And this is the book that kind of helped me to get on my path of working on me. And there is a part of the chapter of the book that talks about um, grounding and being free from your past. So the question was about your family story. So the question says, hey, tell me all the good stuff, all the things that you get from your mother and all the things, you know, maybe not so good, some things that wasn't so great, right? So I wrote all this stuff down, good, not so good. But when it came to write down the stuff I get from my daddy, I began to weep because I knew nothing. And at that point, I felt like an incomplete woman. I said to myself, I don't even know who I am. And yes, I always say I'm a child of the most high God. That, yes, I do know. But when it comes to why do I act the way I act? Why do I feel what I feel? What are some of my likes or dislikes? Where do I get some of my challenges from? A competitiveness or, you know, or where do I get my deep sense of service and commit to, commitment to others and loyalty? I could not answer that. All these things I thought I got from my mother. But then I finally had an opportunity to connect with my father and hear his side of the story, and hear some things and some pieces start coming together and, and, and coming in and folding in and, and and I begin to like, oh my God, I do that too. And he's saying this. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I do that too. And I'm, I'm get, I am I'm get that from my dad. I get that from my dad. So that was five years ago. And even though I still have a relationship with him today, because of the long years of a gap that I've had, I still don't feel that total sense of connection. That year, five years ago, was the first time, like I said, I heard my father tell me he loved me. I'm 40 years old at that time. So just imagine the relationships I have been in in my life. Some some good, some not so good. Thank God, God was arranging some stuff for me when I married my husband. And he helped me to find the person who would be a good fit for me. And we're still learning one another. And there's still some things that my husband and I need to continue to grow within on. But all I'm trying to tell you, whoever is listening to me today, those daddy issues. Yeah, that's real. No matter if you are a man or a woman, daddy issues are real. But there's something about being a woman and having daddy issues and how things happen and transpire in your life as it comes to relationships and how you act in those relationships and how you respond in those relationships and those relationships that you attract that may be somewhat or similar to who your daddy is or the, the 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 vision that you have of what your daddy should be in things like that i'm still dealing with it at 45 years old Today is Father's Day and all I did was say happy Father's Day. I didn't feel that jolt of energy of running out and getting gifts or anything like I did for my husband or even my father-in-law. And part of me feel bad about that. But part of me that has been my cadence for over my whole life. That I haven't spent any Father's Day. I've remembered two Father's Day I spent with him. One was at 21 years old when I united myself and my siblings together. And that's a whole nother episode because that was funny as shit. Because my oldest sister, my youngest sister used to work at McDonald's together. Did not know. They hated each other and did not know. Let me not use the word hate. They did not like each other and did not know they were siblings. So when I, when I finally got us together and we met in my father's church on Father's Day, he was so elated. I got all my children together. But that was a painful situation. Even though I laughed my butt off in church and they thought I caught the Holy Spirit. It wasn't that. My sister was like, that's my sister. I know her and I don't like her. So I'm laughing in church. But it really was a painful time. So some days I struggle with a lot of things due to being somewhat, I guess I could say, a fatherless child for some time. But even though I had my father, he was not there. Having an absent dad was very difficult for me. And so I'm still, even in this day and age, growing through some things. I talk to my dad to this day. I check on him. But the relationship is still feel a little strange at times. But he loves me and I love him. And I know it. But this is what I'm feeling today on Father's Day. So I just wanted to kind of take this time to say, you know, everybody is a work in progress. Forgiveness is definitely key. And I do forgive my father. It's just that I have to be realistic about what I feel inside. And that's just what I'm feeling right now. And so, you know, I thank you all for being patient with me over these past three months. I've had people drop me notes and say, hey, I haven't heard from you. haven't created an episode in a while. Honestly, I just needed to take some time to take a step back. In the midst of that my grandmother passed last month and that's a whole nother podcast in itself as i'm still grieving and getting through some things and during this time but to all of you all who have daddy issues i get it i'm gonna send you love and prayers um keep you uplifted those who still have their dads in their lives those who fathers who have passed on you know, I'm keeping you uplifted at this time. If your father's still around and you can patch some things up or get to know him better and vice versa, it's not for him, honestly, you all. It's for you. As you're getting to know yourself, as you're getting to understand and repairing and healing some things that's in your life, take this time to do it so that you can feel a little bit more complete. You can feel a little bit more of putting pieces together as you're trying to figure things out so as I'm about to wrap this up I thank you all I love you all and peace